Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Hey, Coxie, you know what I hate? No, I bet you'll tell me. <laughs> this is a long list. <laughs> no, it's it's the whole high beam, low beam thing of, well, a couple things about it. One is when oncoming traffic don't dip their bloody lights. Yes. And it's like, can you not fucking remember that you've got your high beam on? Like there's a big <laughs> blue light on the dash. <laughs> no, you can't miss it. That says your high beam is on and somehow people forget. I don't forget. You know why? Well, I don't know, because you're a woman and you remember everything? No, don't be stupid. Because <laughs> my car has this fancy feature. I didn't even – I've owned this car for almost three years now. It has this feature that I only found a couple of weeks ago. Right. What, it has a little monkey that sits there and dips the lights for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it automatically – if you put the car onto high beam, it will automatically dip the lights for you if you come – within range of another car or into like a built-up area where there's streetlights. Get out of town. I'm not even kidding. It is the coolest thing. Is this is this the Batmobile or something? It is the Batmobile. Audrey. It's my Bat. It is Audrey. It's a bit you of remember. a spaceship. It's like a, it's a space shuttle, a black space shuttle. No, I don't like that because that makes me feel like I'm driving a bus or something. It's very mafia-like, your car. I know. This Modern is my mafia. dream car. <laughs> I had to work so hard for this damn thing. And six months after I got it, I realized, hang on, this is just a car. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid dream that was. Uh, so, other than uh, high beam dipping, because it's so inconvenient, <laughs> and, and I don't have a fancy car like yours. Uh, i got a fancy motorbike, but it doesn't you dip do. its own lights. Um, yeah, but it's got it's comfortable. And you. what were we saying the other day? Hasn't it got a heater or something on it? Were yeah, we talking it's about got, that? It's got heated seats. It's got heated grips. It has cruise control and um, That's a traction fancy control ass bike. and ABS. Really? And uh, what else has it got? Daytime running lights. That's not that fancy. LED headlights. It's pretty cool, actually. That's fancy, fancy ass gear. bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. What are we talking about today? The, uh, g'day, listeners. <laughs> this is the Tradies in Business podcast. In case you hadn't figured from Coxie and I dribbling shit at the start. Well, just me, maybe. Um, and this is a Fuck It Friday episode. Where we Where we say some naughty words. I don't think they're naughty. I just no. think we've, we've made this arbitrary decision in society that certain words are unacceptable. Okay, so if your daughter was in the room, would you say them? No, because society is where we live. So I kind of got to, I got to play by the rules a little bit in society. Like you know, dip my lights when some cars coming the other way. Mm-hmm. Can't believe people don't do that. They need to get an Audrey. Oh, you know what's worse? What people that drive on the four lane, the dual carriageway, mm-hmm. and because they're on the other side of the median strip, they think they can have their lights yes. on high beam. Yes. It's like you knob, it's still blinding me <laughs> just because you're across the other side of the highway. Anywho. <sighs> First world problems, huh? Isn't that what we're going to talk about? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my segue. Segue? That's my segue, bro. 
Oh my god, now we've got everyone across the ditch hating on us. Thank the you. Dutch. That's the Dutch. Thank you, Coxie. Do you know that my stepmother, I don't know if I've actually ever told you this, Ooh. my stepmother was from New Zealand. Oh, that explains a lot. It does. <laughs> and when my dad and my stepmother got married, um, her nieces and nephew came over who were similar in age to what my brother and I were. And we spent the whole, I don't know, they were probably there for three or four days making them talk and say so- words. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you call? Thongs. What are thongs? So then you got to explain what thongs are. Jandals and That's chili beans. Right. I was trying to think of it's what so they're cool. jandals. What and the jutter f- bars. Who? What? They don't have speed bumps. They have jutter bars. Jutter bars. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's the weirdest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's cool. Have you been to New Zealand? Yes, I have. I love it. I road tripped around New Zealand. Oh, that would be nice. Fifteen years ago. So now. how do you know they didn't? How did you not know that they have I jutter bars? Never heard them called jutter bars. You while never I was went there. to the supermarket. Jutter bars. Jutter bars. Jutter See, bars. I would have thought it was somewhere you go to get a fancy drink or something. A jutter bar. <laughs> or drinks that give you the judders. Yes. Did you find spates? I really like spates. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. And, oh, and their potato what? chips are disgusting. I can't remember their potato chips. I can't remember the brand. But their potato chips were gross. Like crisps. Crisps, yeah. No, they weren't. They were nothing like Australian chips. So English chips are pretty shit too, I've got to say. When we went and spent a month with my daughter, because I'm secretly the gobble dog. Nobody <laughs> probably knows that unless you're a bit close to me. But chips are my downfall. Crisps. Mm, the crisps. crisps that I, could, I couldn't drink coffee for a month and I couldn't eat chips for a month. Right. It was really depressing. No, the the kiwi crisps were kind of bland and just a weird texture as well. They were probably less unhealthy than the Australian <laughs> ones. That might be why. <laughs> Not that I eat those anymore. I haven't eaten that sort of stuff for years. No, you haven't. But um, back then, I didn't like their beer and I didn't like their crisps. Oh, wow. But their wine was pretty good. Their and wine's the scenery amazing. And the seafood. And, and lamb. And a lot of the, Yeah, a lot of their food was Look fabulous. Like cows. Um, but they did love to take the piss out of Australians. The puss. Yeah, <laughs> we oh, went they over took for, the puss really, really bad. We went for our honeymoon and the World Cup. That's how I came to love rugby. Oh. The World Cup was on. And the second we got out of, we flew in, I think we arrived like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and we had a transfer um, organised. And from that moment, they were taking the piss out of us. Yeah. Right up until, so we arrived in Dunedin. And there's a castle there, Lunnock Castle. We stayed at the castle for the first couple of nights of our honeymoon. And on the first night, there was this big um, dinner that you attend in the castle. And so you're sitting around this table full of strangers that you've never met, except you had a drink in the drawing room. You, you just, I can see you nodding. You know, this is mm-hmm. so me. Mm-hmm. A drink in the drawing room first. So you walk in. We as a newly married couple have walked into a room of strangers feeling really overwhelmed because it was our first time in another country. And you have to talk to one another and they're immediately taking the piss out of us because even though they're from all over the world, the standard is if you're in New Zealand, you're going to take the piss out of the Aussies. I know. Hilarious. It's, it's a national sport. Not that we take the piss out of the Kiwis over here. I don't know why there's this Never. Thing. Why would we never. do that? We never take the piss out of the Kiwis, bro. <laughs> all right. We're not here to talk about Kiwis, though. We are here to talk about first world problems today. That was that was Coxie's and my choice for today's Fuck It Friday. Mm. It's those things where, yeah, we find ourselves complaining about high beam non-dippers or not having a monkey on your dashboard that does it for you or, (laughs) 
you know, your computer took an extra 0.3 of a second to load up your software today. And we go, oh, first world problems, huh? Mm. And, and we sort of dismiss it, don't yes, we? Yes, that's the perfect word. Dismissive frustration. Yeah, dismiss it, bro. So, it's terrible. Sorry to all the Kiwis. You're really bad at it too, can I just say? I've got some Kiwi friends. They're going to be offended. Yeah, name's Barbara. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, <laughs> do Kiwis get offended? Or is that only Australians? No, they're pretty broad-shouldered. Australians are the only marshmallows? Oh, I don't know about that. Ooh, it's dicing with death, isn't yeah, it, Yeah, can Coxie? we actually get through an episode where we don't piss a bunch of people off? No, I don't think so. Don't Probably think so. not. Not one of these episodes. No. <laughs> um, so, I'm just getting getting my own back for all the years I was uh, picked on or bullied as a kid. So, now you're going to pick on and bully total strangers that you Yeah, I wonder met. if anybody's going to complain about me bullying them. Is bullying a first world problem? No. I reckon bullying is a first world problem. Why? I don't, I don't think people who um, are focused on food and shelter and survival would have issues with bullying. Actually, I think they're being bullied by the camp next door who have the same issues and want that same bit of food they do. That's just competition, isn't it? That's like survival instincts. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. Anyway, that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about bullying. We're here to talk about first world problems. And why did this conversation come about? Because I don't remember, actually. We were just talking in my kitchen mm-hmm. about stuff. A Toowoomba HQ. Yes, um, where it's cold. It's freezing. To, the heat is on. <laughs> even though the sun's out, it's still not very warm. <laughs> and it's not even winter yet. I know. It's It gets cold up here in winter, hey? Um, and I hate the cold, so go figure. But uh, I could have I moved anywhere. No, I couldn't have because I was chasing skirt. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Bit me on the ass this time. Yeah, it did. You're stuck now. No, but you know what? Mm. It's been... Uh, uh, totally worth it. I was thinking of a fancy word for totally. Is it inimitably? Inimitably? It's good that you covered that because the real little pause there after you said, you know what? It's like, oh man, you're in the shit again. <laughs> Amy doesn't listen to the episodes. Oh, she's going to be listening to this one. Yeah, she she actually, you know, one of the one of the things that um, really got her to like me or you know, sort of into me mm. was a, another podcast that I did years ago. She she used to listen to the episodes before we actually oh, started the dating. Put a one. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, yeah, she used to listen to that and think I was a bit of a right, hey. <laughs> and then she met me and, and realised that my you. voice didn't match my my looks. No, because you got the radio voice on. <laughs> Definitely got the podcast radio <laughs> voice thing going on. And then people are like, oh, your was. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> yep. First world problems, huh? Mm-hmm. So what were the first world problems we were complaining about? I can't remember. Well, we weren't. We were talking about. Um, I was having a bit of a whinge about some stuff that's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And then you were expressing some feelings around your daughter. Oh, okay. Yep. And you tried to dismiss yeah. some of your feelings as not being as big as mine. So then we had this big uh, conversation that's right. yeah. about everything being I relative. I was listening. I know I you were. I was paying a lot of attention. We just had a lot of conversations in between now and then. Yes, we did. <laughs> As usual. And I don't tend to get off track very often. Never. No. So, yeah, because I, I kind of felt like, well, you know, you have way bigger stuff to deal with, with the whole blended family thing. Do I, though, really? Than I do. So, my problems are really not that big a deal in I, comparison. I actually think they're almost exactly the same. And and that was kind of the intent of doing this Fuck It Friday about 
Well, first world problems, I think, is related to that, where we we compare our problems to someone in mm-hmm. you know Indonesia that's dirt poor and living in a in a slum, mm. and it's like, well, you know, and and like the really shitty line is, yeah, well, it's, you know, what about the starving kids in Africa? Um, you don't hear that so often anymore. It was a big thing when we were kids. Yeah, well, you know, you think about the eighties and nineties with mm. live aid and the famine and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's which, just a focus. We don't. We seem to have lost focus. I don't think the problems changed. We just don't focus on that anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Now we're worried about you know who's who's fucking offended us on social media. <laughs> and does my bathroom look as pretty as yours? Speaking of first world problems, yes, right. Hasn't social media really been a a, a tool to amplify the ridiculous shit that we concern ourselves with. So is that not the whole problem here? Is that maybe the point that we're trying to get to? It's the comparison. It's a toughie, isn't it? Because the fact that my bathroom doesn't look the way that I want is still a problem for me. Correct. And it's a valid problem for you if you feel it's a problem. Mm. That's not actually a problem for me. By the way, don't get the wrong idea, listeners. No. I don't care. No, he really doesn't. the colours of my bathroom. No, I've seen the bathroom. He really doesn't care. (laughs) Come on, you're painting the wrong picture here, Coxie. <laughs> uh, so, does it matter then? Like, if I'm offended by someone on social media, that's a problem for me, so it really is a problem, and I shouldn't dismiss it by saying, well, it's not like, you know, the people that lost their houses in the earthquake was. Okay, that's a really good point. Uh, perhaps it's more about that self-reflection. And yes, it is a problem, and I do feel offended by that, but is it really... Something I need to consume myself with. Does it matter? Well, it does matter if you feel it. Does it need to matter? Maybe that's a better question. Well, nothing needs to matter, does it? No, but the health and welfare of your children needs to matter. Sure. Far higher up on the matter ratio than some (laughs) of the other things. There's a matter rating. Well, we're going to make one. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I still feel like some of that stuff is... We make a big deal out of stuff that just isn't. Maybe I'm talking about a different issue here. Mm, I don't know. Perhaps they're just wrapped up in one another. I agree. I guess my purpose of this conversation was to highlight that if you have an issue, it's not comparable to mine. They're both valid. Mm, so it's not really the first world problem thing. Well, it kind of is, isn't it? It is because either way you're dismissing or, or trying to downplay an issue. But if I pick a better example, I mean, the social media thing and someone being offended is, is perhaps a little off course there. Mm. Maybe it's just more about the, you know, if I'm in business and I'm frustrated because a staff member text texted me to say that, you know, he was going away on holidays tomorrow mm. and I got really short notice and, you know, what the hell am I supposed to do with that? Well, it's a big problem, right? Yeah, but it's nothing compared to the person who just declared bankruptcy and lost everything, including their marriage. Yeah, but isn't in your life where your whole business has just been disrupted, is that not as big a problem for you? Well, I guess that's the question we're asking, isn't it? I think it is. So I'm within my rights to be... uh you know, emotional about it and bent out of shape and mm. I think that you should be. I do. Look, honestly, it's it's relative to you in your life and where you're at right now. Even though even though someone's kid just 
broke their leg and might You're have to have about an amputated. No. <laughs> again. <laughs> but that's, again, it's the same thing. It's relative, right? What the pain and disruption I went through as a parent when the child who has broken seven bones broke the first bone was relative to the space I was in at that time. The pain I go through now is relative to the space I'm in now. Mm. With all that experience behind me, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you'll be right. Come on, we'll go to hospital, get you patched up, let's move on. Whereas the first five times, Mm. maybe six, it was a bit like, holy crap, I can't believe this is happening. I feel like my world is ending. My world isn't ending with a broken bone. The parents over there with the kids that has leukemia, their their world might currently be ending. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comparison. But right now in this space and this time, for me, that's what it felt like to me. So... Would it have been helpful for someone to say, hey, there's a kid over there who's been given six months to live. What are you complaining about? Oh, yes and no. Sometimes, yes, if it's directly relatable like that. But most of the time, no, because you just, I don't know if I've got an answer to that. Perhaps it depends on the situation. Yeah. I don't think it's helpful. I think there are times when we get so bogged down in shit that doesn't matter that sometimes a kick up the ass is exactly what we need. I agree with that. I I think... <laughs> a dose of perspective can be good, mm-hmm. but comparisons are dangerous, I think. Agree with that completely. Comparing my business to someone else's has a very small element of value in it if I'm looking at you know what's working elsewhere as a way to get some okay. guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, but to compare my results to someone else's or my challenges to someone else, it's like... It's almost not relevant at all because I'm not them. Correct. And so I'm not the parent of the kid with leukemia. No. Um, So how is it even fucking relevant? Like to say, oh, you need a dose of perspective. I, I, I know of people that essentially have either themselves or sent their kids or taken their kids with them to places like India or, you know, Indonesia and some places where you can see very... Um, confronting examples of the ultra poor as a way to somehow give their kids a different perspective. And, you know, on the surface, I've seen that work where they have come back with some sort of perspective, but I also see that wear off very quickly in the grand scheme of things, like 12 months down the track or five years down the track. I mean, that's not... Not as personally a profound experience as I reckon people make it out to be. I think it's because you're not exactly you're not um, in that space on a regular basis. And actually, I wonder if you are in that space if you live in the uh, more comfortable parts of India, or you're in India and you're more comfortable than the beggars on the street who actually literally have nothing. You would become desensitised to that, surely. Absolutely, and you go back to your life. And, and I reckon it comes back to actually either looking externally for perspective or finding it internally through self-work, mm-hmm. through um, you know, self-development and self-growth around my own attitude towards myself mm-hmm. and my own scenarios, whether it's my kid with a you know an ingrown toenail and yours has got leukemia or my business scenario and yours or the fact that I haven't seen my daughter for nearly six months and, you know, you, but you've got, Way more going on than me. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe your scenarios with, and I won't because it's your stuff. But like oh. I, I hear the stuff that goes on with your um, 
blended family scenarios. Mm. It's like, holy crap, i got nothing to complain <laughs> about. But I do because I feel super sad about not seeing my kid for so long. You and know? that's super valid, right? And mm. this is the conversation you and I have nearly every time we're physically in the same space. Mm. Your feelings and what you're going through are really valid and they're mm. really, really tough. And why are they any different to the feelings I'm having or what we're going through? The yeah. situations are different, yeah. but the feelings are the same. Yeah, and that's why I reckon it's an internal thing. Mm. It's, it's it's self-reflection. I think you said that word before. Mm. Um, so just showing me pictures of poor people or taking me to, to you know, Mumbai or wherever the heck it is, Delhi. Um, yeah, it's shocking and confronting and it'll get me to think about things. For a minute. Yeah, or a day or a week, maybe six months. Mm. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's where the rubber really hits the road. So could the same said be be said in business? And it's probably something. Here's a segue. Look Ooh, out! I can't I'm wait to hear this. Crack at a segue. Here we go. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. How often do you and I see, speak to, deal with people in business who have had a sudden moment of clarity or a sudden moment of have a look at how to do this better, but don't follow it through? Uh, ten minutes ago. <laughs> Us every time I look in the mirror. Uh, that's the truth, right? So we because we are bogged down in whatever yeah. comparison stuff, yeah. working, getting the job done, rather than moving forward, taking the reflective time and and actually utilizing it to do something with. So the same can be said: taking the child to the poor, see the poorest of poor. Yep, you'll have that jolting moment, but to actually turn that into doing something. Yeah. Is a really difficult transition. Wow, that was deep, Coxie. Hey, big five stars for me. Thank you. <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back. Um, I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, will we go back to talking about your bathroom then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, so it, it comes down to actionable change, doesn't mm. it? Mm. And so the, the headlight thing, right? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> You've got a car that dips the headlights for you. Mm-hmm. I don't. First mm-hmm. world problem. I've got to change something. Otherwise, it really is just an empty whinge. Correct. So, I've either got to change my car, mm-hmm. right, or I've got to go internal and Not give, give myself an uppercut and accept what I have, have gra- gratitude for what I have or something like that. Yes. Oh. So I'm really grateful for the fact that today I don't have Audrey. I didn't bring her up the mountain. I bought Frank up the mountain. Frank. Frank. Why Frank again? Um, I think there's a long story. An ad on television. Ah, okay. Or something along those lines. It's a golf. Frank is a golf. Right. It's the hairdresser's car. It's it's my poor husband. (laughs) (laughs) So it was the car he would use to go to site to do site checks and things, rather than lumbering around in the big ute. He would take or the truck. As it seems, most tradies call them the truck. Yep. Uh, rather than take the big dual cab Hilux out, he would take out the the, the Golf. <laughs> and one of our clients uh, managed to say, "Why are you driving a hairdresser's car?" So for him, and even you knew that it's yeah. a hairdresser's car, which is even funnier because he doesn't have much hair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor bugger's got none left. <laughs> I had an MX Five once. Did you? And you, that is so you a car. Really? Yes. Huh. Um, it was a convertible, of course. Of course. This is a cool little car. It's like a go-kart. Oh, that's what I like about Frank. It's like driving a go-kart. Mm. Um, but yeah, I did get the jokes about the hairdresser car because the MX-5 was Same. definitely a hairdresser car. A little feminine. Mm. But my point being, I'm grateful. <laughs> I sold it and bought a Land Cruiser. 
which is the blokiest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I am grateful for driving Frank up the hill today for two reasons. I actually love driving a manual and I don't get to do it anymore because mm. Frank is now the kid's car. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed driving it because it's a bit of fun. It's not quite as boring as driving an automatic. Mm-hmm. But I was also reminded how much I like the luxury of Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's really low to the ground and I can't see very far and I feel a bit intimidated by all the trucks because there's a lot of trucks on the road to Toowoomba. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I could be a bit like, oh, I can't believe I had to drive Frank up the hill today. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. I'm going to decide, no, I'm actually really grateful for the opportunity to be reminded how safe I feel in Audrey and how luxurious Audrey is by comparison. <laughs> I think I think Frank's luxurious. Frank's pretty good. Because one of my cars, I'm bombing around in a 1990 80 series Land Cruiser, <laughs> which is an awesome bit of kit. It's an awesome truck, but it's a truck. It's got no ABS and no cruise control. Yeah. <laughs> Put it this way. We, we don't use uh, Warwick's car when we need to go somewhere together. <laughs> well, you can't get into it because you no, need a stepladder to I get would. up into the car because of the really lift kit. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a P-plater's... Uh, Four-wheel drive, I think. I think people are surprised when I get out of it. Yeah, my it's kids like, won't oh, be driving. Oh, it's an old guy <laughs> getting out of that. It should be a 22-year-old. Yep, my yep. kids are not driving your car. <laughs> uh, it's a good one to learn in. So, uh, yeah, I think it's that definitely if we find ourselves doing the whole first world problem thing or even comparing to others... I think problems. it's the comparison thing. I reckon it's something needs to change. Like that's mm. a good sign that something needs to change. And generally the something is not go and get a very fancy car that dips its <laughs> headlights for you. Um, but it's to look internally for the shift mm. that, that you know, fixes that problem. Yeah, I totally like, agree. Oh, I don't have a car with dipping headlights. It's like, well, I can solve that problem in two ways. Three ways. I can stick my head in the sand mm-hmm. and pretend it doesn't exist, which mm-hmm. is a crock. Mm-hmm. Go get a fancy car. My stomach. Um, I thought it was a car doing a burn. Or I could actually change the way I see that mm. and go, well, I don't have a car that dips its headlights, but um, I love my car and I own it outright and I have done for 20 years. So I'm really grateful for it. There you are. Yeah. And you're not going to drive it, so I don't ever have to share it. <laughs> I don't think I'm even going to put a foot in it. <laughs> Oh geez, if you, if you reckon stepping down from Audrey to Frank is uh, <laughs> is is a, a rung down the ladder, imagine driving around in my thing. Holy moly! Yes, I uh, maybe I'm a snob. You get strong quads pushing the clutch in. Oh, I'd it's actually, a pretty heavy clutch pedal in the old Land Cruiser. I learned to drive. No, I didn't learn to drive. That was an absolute crock of shit. I was allowed to drive once or twice. My ex-husband's HQ, and it had the heaviest clutch, and I just was well, I was tiny. It's back when I was. Young, no children, blah, blah. And I could not get that damn thing in and I couldn't change those gears and it was the <laughs> shittest car in the world to drive. Perfect car to learn to drive in. Well, I think so too. And, and as a parent with uh, now number three child, just about to get his license, you have to give him those opportunities to try something a bit harder because the new cars like Frank are so easy to drive. Mm. They're not challenging. I'm thinking of another Fuck It Friday topic. Mm, here we go. Should we do that as a separate one? Yes, we should. Yeah, because I think people are already sick of this one. <laughs> yeah, look, we're 27 minutes in. They're rolling their eyes thinking, oh, don't start. Mm. I don't know. I get some good feedback on our Fuck It Fridays. Me too. Yeah. Uh, do you have first world problems, listener? Do you? 
What what have you complained about recently where it's like, oh, it's probably not that big a deal, but it does bug you, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Doesn't it? Go on, admit to it. (laughs) It bugs you. So uh, if you do, come on, share it with us. Yes, please. Do it. Can somebody please, now I'm begging you, if you've stuck in this long, you're a dedicated listener and we love you and we'd really love it if you could just pop over into the group and say, hi, I listened to today's Bucket Friday episode and I've got this first world problem. Come on, Mitch. I know you're listening, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch has done it a few times. I'm going to start calling people out. Yeah. Tamman. Tamman. You've got to get in there, mate. You've done a few too. Jason. There was somebody else Bataya. just recently. We've got it. We do have a loyal bunch, but they PM us. We want you to put yeah. it out there in the real world. Don't sneak around in the back blocks and talk no. to cocks in me privately. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can, but hang your dirty laundry out where everyone else can see it. <laughs> Please encourage other people to have a chat. But we do, we do want you to start some conversations around this stuff. Do you have first world problems? Do you complain about them? Um, have you got a way of dealing with it, or do you just not complain about anything? Do you compare? Mm, oh, yeah, comparisons. We all compare. Compare the pair. What ad was that? It was terrible. It's one of the insurance ones, oh, you know, like budget director. Oh, I don't know, something like that. Boring. Mm. Anyway, uh, you can do that in the group. Go to Facebook, find the free group, Traders in Business. It's awesome. We've uh, just about to tick over a 1,000 tradies in there, which Woo! is sweet. Um, there's some fabo conversations in there. I'm always blown away by how many comments there are in that group on the posts. Same. And the variety of people that comment. Yeah. And the stuff they share. And and Yes. Sometimes I wish people wouldn't share some of the stuff. But anyway, (laughs) generally it's really good. Uh, That's all I've got to say. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.